Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? See, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network NFL podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And today we've got our NFL player props picks for the conference championships, where we discuss the player props that we uh, are looking at early in the week here. Uh, here to help me do it, as always, one of the top rankers and projectors in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, yeah, had a good week. Went four and zero on this pod last week. I think you you went four and zero depending on what number you got for ETN, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, people <laughs> got the seventeen and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. That was one. You know, usually it doesn't come down to things like that, but yeah, he was stuck on eighteen yards. I <laughs> uh, thankfully they gave him that last catch because it looked like a you know it was very it was like a lateral almost. It was it was uh, parallel to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, uh, when he threw the ball, but they gave him the catch. And he got a few yards on it, but yeah, that was a uh, you know that was a struggle. But um, you know that's only, only advice you could give there. Shop around, um, yeah. You know, hopefully you get the best line. But uh, yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Uh, with yeah, the for all these props today, we'll we'll talk about like what we would bet it down to, because um, obviously these these lines will change. But we'll we'll try to give good advice on, on when we would start to stop betting it. All right, yeah. Let's uh and let's jump right in. So we'll go we'll go with a prop for each uh, game yeah. here. Uh, it's only two games obviously but uh be sure to follow us in the action network app and you can see all the props we are betting on as they uh as we bet them uh obviously these lines will move fast so that's that's a big advantage of obviously following us in the app you can get a notification uh the minute we post it uh sean is in the app at the underscore odds maker and i am at chris raybon all right let's jump into niners eagles is the first game and the Eagles are favored by two and a half. The total is 46. What do you like for this one? Yeah, so my favorite prop right now is it's got to be Miles Sanders under 15 and a half rush attempts. Um, you can get it at minus 130 right now, but I think there's a ton of value there. Uh, Sanders is coming off a you know 17 carry game. Certainly he benefited from the blowout. 
but also, you know, Kenny Gainwell had 12 carries. Boston Scott had six. So this was a game where Sanders could have easily rushed for 20 plus times uh, based on the game script. But, you know, the Eagles wanted to limit his workload, you know, keep him fresh for this weekend. Uh, but this this is a pretty big number for Sanders. He's, he's only cleared this in five of his last 12 games. Um, however, you know, th- this week is a much tougher test against the 49ers. You know, they have an elite run defense. They rank second in DVOA against the run. So um, it should be a closer game where the Eagles, you know, they probably will have to throw the ball a little bit more than usual. Plus, you know, the Niners run D is so good. You know, they're going to probably going to face a lot more third downs, uh, maybe not have as many, you know, long lasting drives where Sanders can rack up a couple carries a drive. So um, I think this is the market to attack Sanders. Um, So I'm projecting it closer to 13 and a half, 14 because the 49ers do a good job also of limiting the overall number of plays the other team can even run. Um, They've allowed the fifth fewest plays per game allowed. Um, And a lot of that has to do with their slow pace. Uh, Plus they have a very efficient run heavy offense. The Eagles of course have a run funnel defense. So this is a game where I could see the Niners have some pretty long clock killing drives that will just, you know, gut the overall value, the overall play volume of the Eagles. Um, And the Niners have only allowed four different running backs to clear this number on the season. So with the Eagles, you know, they have Gainwell, Scott, and Hertz, of course, that eat into Sanders' workload. Uh, you know, I just think it's going to be tough for him to get here. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm projecting us closer to 13 out 14. I would bet this down to minus 150. I would probably still bet the under at 14 and a half as well. But in these types of markets, you have to understand that every rush attempt is massive. I, I give about 8 to 9% of value per rush attempt in this range. So this is one I, I would try to get while it's still 15 and a half, but I would still take it at 14 and a half, but I would like it just a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you say, you know, you rather attack this market, I'm assuming you mean then the rushing yardage exactly. market, which is already pretty sharp. It's already down to about 55 and a half uh, across the market, which is interesting because, you know, that's a, there's essentially projecting him to rush for well under four yards per attempt uh in this market uh i have them more like uh about 14 for for 60 um so yeah yeah, like i'm under the carries definitely but uh yeah the the yardage they're really kind of squeezing them uh, with the uh and he's yeah you know the niners when i was i took the zeke elliott under 11 and a half yards for his longest rush attempt by far my favorite prop of almost the year i would say uh, just the Niners are a very good defense. I think that goes without saying, but they do explain it. They, they limit explosive runs, but Sanders is one of those backs where you could easily see him rip off a 30 plus yard run, no matter, you know, what kind of defense he's facing. Um, so I think that the angle here is certainly just the overall volume. And like I said, half reason I like this is the Niners ability to keep the other team off the field. So yeah, that all, you know, Sanders rushing markets are, are probably a bit inflated this week, or, you know, I, favor the under, but especially the the attempt prop. That's why I think this is my favorite market to attack uh, in this game. All right. For me, I'm going right back to the well here. Uh, with <laughs> Quez Watkins under Jeez. 19 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, and I have his median uh, around 12. Uh, wow. And here's the thing, you know, and you, you actually pointed this out and, and, and I dug deeper after you, after you mentioned it on one of these pods, but he's been a totally different kind of player in terms mm-hmm. of his usage with, Goddard in and Goddard out of the lineup. So with Goddard out, he's played uh, that stretch weeks 11 to 15. Goddard was out. 
He averaged nearly five targets per game, uh, just over three and a half receptions, about 26 receiving yards per game, did Quez Watkins. Uh, but in the games he's played with Dallas Goddard, uh, which are 13 games, his median receiving yardage is zero, <laughs> which means he's had more games where he's goose egg than he's had games where he's had positive yardage. Uh, and then uh, he's averaging just uh, 16 receiving yards per game, averaging under two targets per game, uh, just just over one reception. So uh, with this market, you're essentially you're kind of betting on him getting under, uh, you know, under multiple receptions, getting one or fewer receptions. But uh, you look at this, the usage last week, and it was even more alarming because Watkins, his snap rate over just the last four games, 72 percent, 51 percent, 42 percent, 31 percent. Uh, so his snap rates have been going down. Zach Pascal actually had more routes than did Quez Watkins last week. And I just wonder if I know AJ Brown was a little bit banged up. I just wonder if Pascal is kind of that one for one replacement for Brown, mm. which doesn't, you know, that doesn't really help Watkins here at all. So, you know, there's a lot of different w- reasons why I just think, you know, Watkins, he, his playtime, his playing time j- could just be going down as they get into the playoffs. You know, Pascal is a better run blocker and they don't really need with Goddard on the field, as we've seen, mm-hmm. they don't really need that. I mean, what, he's technically got the fourth or fifth option now, depending, you know, they don't throw their running backs a lot either. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just, it, it, it's just, there's just not a high probability here that, that Quez Watkins is kind of go, coming anywhere close to his season averages, which are kind of what the books are, are posting as posting this line as, you know, more of his kind of a combination of what he's done with and without Goddard. Uh, you know, there's been a clear trend here uh, without Dallas Goddard for, for Quez Watkins to, to come nowhere close to this line. So uh, yeah, I would bet this down. I mean, the, mm-hmm. his real median is zero. I have it projected <laughs> around 12. Yeah. I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind it to about 13 and a half here because essentially you're just kind of betting on him, you know, not getting multiple catches here. So um, you know, there's a good chance that he goose eggs again, but there's also a good chance if he catches one ball, he could go over this anyway. So, um, you know, I'm not super price sensitive to it here, but uh, yeah, I, I would bet it to about uh, about 13 and a half. And I mean, if you, mm. you know, his his average catch this year is about is under 11 yards, which is interesting. So mm. you could even go lower, but I kind of, again, he it's a little higher with, um, we got it out because of the dot. So yeah, I, I think uh, about 13 yards, uh, you know, is would be his his uh, median catch in, in this in this in this kind of uh, environment. So yeah, anything over thirteen, I, I think you're still fine here. But g- again, good chance he goose eggs. So it's not one where I'm going to be super price sensitive. Was this the same line he had last week? It closed it down. Uh, I, when it oh, opened what, what at twenty one and a half, I think oh, I got it okay. there. Uh, but then obviously talking about it all week, uh, yeah. it, it did start. I don't know if that was just us or you know other people. I'm sure were on it yeah. as well. But um, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I got it at twenty one and a half. That's where I believe it opened. And by the end of the week, it was around this number. So they're essentially opening it now as the number it closed at. But I still think that's too high because same as last week. You know, I, his median is going to, especially for a guy like Watkins, because he has a higher A dot, especially with Goddard in. Uh, his median is going to be a lot lower than his average. You know, he's not like one of these slot guys that yeah. you can count on to get like an 80% catch rate. And, uh, you know, it kind of doesn't matter um, whether you're talking about average or median. Like this is, there's a big difference between Watkins average and his median. And that's the books are kind of just banking on people, not really, um, you know, differentiating between the two. So uh, yeah, Quez Watkins under 19 and a half. Uh, we'll bet this all the way down to 13 and a half. What about his, uh, yeah, so I, I love him for showdown sites because he's a boom bust player. Obviously yeah. he busts more than yeah. he booms. But what do you think about his receptions prop? Uh, right now it's one and a half. 
you get the under at like plus 115. You were saying he probably needs a couple of catches to clear this anyway. Like, is that a route to do? Would you just double down on that or would you prefer yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, looking at that. I was that? looking at that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I, I'm I don't mind it either. Uh the only thing is, you know, let's say they do like uh you know, it's it's the hard thing to predict is like these wide receiver screens and things like that. Mm. Um, so I don't want him to get a cheap one. I, I still feel like it's more likely that either way he goes under his yardage, but I I, I was looking at that. Uh, but I think there's a little there's a little more chance for him to get like a cheap over, because um, I you know he did yeah. have uh, in, in like week 18 for example he had like two catches for 14 yards you know what I mean you know it's like sometimes you just it, it's like a guy's quiet and so they just throw him like a cheap wide receiver screen so um, that is always something to look out for yeah uh, but overall I think the unders for him either way just because based on what we've seen this whole season with Goddard and based on what we've seen last week with Pascal overtaking him I don't know if that's just you know something with how to do with Brown or that, that we're gonna see that going forward but either way I, I don't I, I show value on both uh but uh usually tend to go to the the yardage props mm-hmm. um in, in these kind of markets when there is value on both but uh, yeah no that's a good call and i don't yeah and i don't i do show value so if people want to go that route or if this the, the yardage number has dropped more um mm-hmm. i don't mind it at all pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely but when it comes to a great shave you don't have to shell out tons of cash harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, uh, let's jump to the Chiefs and the Bengals. And of course, you know, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. sustained that ankle injury. So we're actually seeing the Bengals favorite on the road here by about a point and a half. Uh, the total 46 and a half. What do you like for this one? I like uh, Joe Mixon under three and a half receptions at minus 110 right now. Um, he's been held under this two straight games now. Uh, you know, the Bengals have been using Samaje Piran a lot more yes. in the passing game. So the past two games, Piran is averaging a 49% route turn rate. Mixon just 31%. Have to wonder, you know, if the, the offensive line issues is the reason for this. Um, you know, they they will probably continue to use P. Ryan heavily because he's the better pass blocker. He has a 72 PFF grade as a pass blocker. He hasn't allowed a sack on the season. Um, well, you know, Joe Mixon, he has a 30 PFF pass blocker. Grade. He's been credited with allowing three sacks on the season. So have to figure this trend sticks this week. Um, you know, plus P. Ryan's been getting all the two-minute offense uh, snaps. Um, that's when running backs can really rack up receptions. That's when he was able to clear – uh, the prop, the over I had last week, uh, he got three or four catches in a row down the first half. So that that's huge that Piran's getting the two minute offense 
Um, and so I'm projecting Mixon closer to three receptions here. And just in these markets, a half reception is just massive. So I have him uh, around a 62% chance of staying under. So I'd, I'd probably bet this down to um, minus 135 or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting to watch because I, you know, and I actually shout out to Mixon for saving some of my uh, tournament lineups last because he was my contrarian captain. Uh, yeah. He actually got it done in, in a game where I, you know, it was kind of wonky with any of the bills guys. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, we've been talking about this for weeks now that P Ryan is continuing to mix in. It, it, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> no, he's been continuing. Not, I don't even want to say mix in. He's been continuing to be their go-to passing down back. And you thought maybe the deeper you got into the postseason, the more you would see uh, that kind of revert to the mean. But what's happening is they're still they're becoming a you know they're still using mixing. They're still able to get him his twenty touches without necessarily playing him on these passing downs where they obviously don't like to play him because, like you said, just not as good of a pass blocker. Even though probably a better like you'd probably rather have the ball in his hands than P Ryan, you know, push come to shove. But uh, the, I think the blocking really tilts it toward P Ryan because P Ryan's been a, a lot better, I think, this year uh, with the ball in his hands than he's been in years past. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I expect that to continue as well. And uh, that's been kind of, you know, there's been an angle on mixing pretty much every week. So uh, we'll see, uh, you know, what uh, we'll see what else we can find because I, I feel like, it, you know, even his, his rushing market might be interesting mm -hmm. uh, this week because P Ryan, also mixed in, yeah, you know, it was it was like a what was it, twenty to seven in favor of, of Mixon. So you know that's 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 a little lower than we would have expected too. So um, yeah, yeah, some of that was due to just Mixon being so good. I know. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. back to back fifty yard carries, he had to get out of the game, and then P Ryan just busted True. off an yeah. eleven yard run. So um, yeah, it, it seemed like Mixon had to keep getting uh, pulling himself out of the game because he he was being so efficient. But yeah, I noticed that too, and. Just both running backs played well uh, last week. They're they're favored by two and a half now, so it could be. Yeah, a it's, it's, I saw one and a half, so it's been kind of moving around. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, um, yeah, no, and and that's something though. You know, that could be a little bit of an overreaction uh, to to the Mahomes news, or mm -hmm. you know, if he's you know, let's see, he's super game, he could be an underreaction. So I do think yeah. that is something you, you you know for everyone listening again, just check the app, check check what we're doing here because there could be value on on just the, the the running volume as well, depending on where this line ends up at. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm going with somewhere. And, and by the way, yeah, I have him mixing it around, right around three catches as well, right? So nice. yeah, it's, um, and usually I have, and I, I am factoring in the fact that he's, what is his, his, his like 30% target per round? Yeah, I was gonna uh, say like- season. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm factoring in as well. Like when, when he is out there, he has been seeing targets. That's why I kind of, I didn't want to attack his uh, receiving yard market Mm -hmm. uh, I'm showing, you know, seven to eight yards of value there, but just when it comes to this market, it's, it just has more to do with playing time. Um, he's just not seeing as many routes. So it's going to be harder for him to get there with this. But yeah, I have noticed that uh, last week it was down to just a 14% um, per route run, but overall he's been seeing a ton of volume when he's out there. But just again, the, the limited playing time uh, just makes me show a ton of value in this uh, under. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going with a, a similar kind of prop, uh, a little more juiced up, but, but uh, I think it's a great value. Isaiah Pacheco mm -hmm. under one and a half catches at uh, minus 165. Um, this is a guy that you know, I'm projecting for one catch. You know, <laughs> week in, <laughs> week out, I'm projecting him for one catch. Yeah. So uh, in terms of the juice, like 
I'd probably stop it around minus 200. I know people don't want to bet even that high sometimes, but uh, there's probably, you know, he's, he's done, he's caught more than one pass in just four of his last five. And that's, you know, with him being the starter and on the season uh, he's, he's gotten, he's gotten multiple catches in just four uh, of his, what is it? 18? No. Yeah. 18 games now. So, um, you know, the, the, the likely, the likelihood of him getting two catches uh, is very low and, the issue in the playoffs, and we saw this last week, and is that you have Jarrett McKinnon, his role increases in the playoffs. Now, I know it didn't show last week necessarily in the receiving department, but Jarrett McKinnon's getting more early down snaps. Those are coming out of Pacheco, and because of that, there's a ceiling on how many routes Pacheco can run. It just depends on how many times they call a, a pass play on early downs. Now, with Mahomes a little gimpy, that may that likelihood may decrease. You know, they may be mm-hmm. a little more run heavy. So, you know, Pacheco's he played only 35% of the snaps last week. Uh, and you know, usually is around you know 25 to 33% of the routes, and that's pretty much his ceiling. And he still hasn't been clearing uh, you know, multiple receptions in this in this market. So uh, you know, there's a chance Pacheco could, you know, run around on under 25% of the dropbacks this week um but he's just a guy that you're not he's in there to run the ball he's not really in there to catch the ball and the more negative game script you see uh the more passing downs the more you're going to see Jarek mckinnon uh, in that two minute in that hurry up and whatnot so i think there's a lot of different ways uh pacheco could, goes under and by the way the Bengals are number two in dvoa on passes to running back so i don't think it's going to be in the game plan necessarily uh, even mm-hmm. with Mahomes banged up for, you know, for the back to to do much. If anything, I think Pacheco may end up staying in the pass block, making sure Mahomes doesn't get blasted uh, if he does play, <laughs> right. because you can't, you can't leave yep. Kelsey in the pass block. Uh, maybe you go, you know, you go, you go a little heavier. You could leave Noah Gray in or, or Blake mm-hmm. Bell, but uh, more, more than likely, it's just going to be the back. Uh, you know, blocking for Patrick Mahomes here. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe there might even be value on McKinnon's unders as well. But uh, I just know he he's the guy that's gonna the more if you know Cincinnati keeps playing well, it's negative game script. Then you're gonna see McKinnon run a ton of routes. But Pacheco, either way, um, I would essentially bet this to pretty much any juice. But we'll yeah. say two we'll hundred uh, uh-huh. listeners here because I know people don't like to bet juiced up ones. But this is like this is kind of like that Ray May, Ray Ray McLeod one a few. Years ago. <laughs> It's like if this doesn't hit, it's just it's just a bad beat. Like, yeah, <laughs> not catch two balls uh, in this game. Yeah, I haven't projected for one reception as well. And I, I, again, people need to understand how valuable that half yard is. So, um, if we're projecting one point oh receptions, like we are, the chances of him staying under is right around you know seventy two percent right in that range. So a fair line for this would be minus two seventy. That's why you're kind of saying you'll bet this down to any yeah, juice. Yeah. Uh, you mean it. Cause like the, this market should be, you know, down to like minus two fifty, minus two seventy. Uh plus I'm not projecting this at all, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire yes, could yes, return this week. So yes. that's just added value, right? Even if he doesn't play, we're showing minus two seventy. Yeah. But if Edwards Hilaire suits up, I mean we're going to be projecting him lower, like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. I don't know, but it's going to be lower. Um, so that's even more. It could We could be showing a fair price of like minus 300 or more. So, yeah, I, I'm not scared of the juice here. Um, so, yeah, this is one of those you just bet <laughs> no yeah. matter what. Here's, here's what I would suggest. You know, whenever you hear this podcast, like just bet it immediately because, <laughs> no, what's going to happen is if it gets to a point where it should be, like the true value should be, you know, minus 2. 50 or whatever, or whatever the books deem, they're just going to take it off the board. 
You know, that, yeah. that's why we don't see we don't see over under half a reception. We see the receiving yards, and you could, but the receiving yard market is a lot fairer already. It's it's uh it's six and a half uh, pretty much, and you know his average catch has been ten yards. So that's why I show a lot more value on betting under the volume because he could get like one catch for ten yards or something like that. Right. You win the the other bet, you don't win this one. So. Um, you know, that that's what's going to happen is they're going to take the receptions off the board and then people are going to say, you know, well, should I just bet the yardage? No, you should not bet the yardage because, uh, you know, he's a lot, his, his yards for catch is, is actually above the, the league average. So, um, you know, that, that that's not really a, like the most likely outcome is still one catch. So you don't want to no. bet under six and a half when he's been averaging 10 and still, you know, the more likely um, for a guy averaging 10, not many receptions. We don't have a huge sample size. He's going to do a lot of regression, but still expecting about seven to eight yards per catch um, for him, you know, on that one catch. Yeah. So, and know. I think like also if you're, if you're doing like a same game parlay thing, you want to beef it up with something like this. Yeah. Uh, again, exactly. it should be, it should be like minus 250, minus 300. Uh, just beef up uh, a parlay by using this, throwing, throwing that in there. Cause again, this probably jives with every single game script anyway. Yeah. Um, so this correlates with pretty much everything as well. So another good, like sneaky, same game parlay thing. All right. So that is, uh, that's going to do it for our action network NFL podcast presented by FanDuel for the conference championships to recap. Sean's going with Miles Sanders under 15 and a half rush attempts. Uh, we bet that to about minus 150. Uh, yeah. And then we would also consider the under 14 and a half yeah. uh, as well. Uh, and then mixing under three and a half receptions. And what would you bet that to? Probably like minus 135. Okay, minus 135. And only only at three and a half. It's yeah. not going to move, but this yeah. is one. I would just bet down to minus uh, 135. And then uh, for the for me, I'm going Quez Watkins under 19 and a half receiving yards. I would go down to 13 and a half. And Pacheco under one and a half receptions. Uh, I would go to minus 200, although I would go to any juice, but I would say for people, mm-hmm. you know, if you want a number, don't like after minus 200, I'm sure it's not going to make much of a difference uh, anyway. So um that's our props early in the week for the conference championships again be sure to follow us in the action network at where you can track all of your bets and picks but you can also follow ours and get notifications uh when we bet them so that uh you're getting the best closing line value uh for more great fancy content from sean and i be sure to check out our full dfs preview episodes for both the afc and nfc championship games over on the fantasy flex podcast channel and be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every thursday with stucky right here on the action network podcast channel actionnetwork.com for all of our nfl betting and fantasy content as well as fantasywebs.com uh, for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. I am at Chris Raybon. And again, we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. And you can get a subscription to Action Pro uh, to get the most out of the Action app uh, for 40% off. This is only being offered during the NFL postseason. So if you do not already have Pro, now is the best time to subscribe and unlock all of the best features of the action app until next time let's get this money action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.